Welcome to uh, Atheist Reading. My name's Sean. I just really want to thank you for trying this out. I'll give you a quick introduction before we dive in here. I just wanted to I wanted to contribute to uh, the skeptic movement. I, I feel like it's given me a lot. Um, it's really changed my views on a lot of things and I, I've, I really wanted to contribute in some way so uh, we're gonna be actually diving into the Bible. I've never read the whole thing cover to cover. I was um, I'm an atheist, of course, but I was raised Roman Catholic, and being Catholic, I'd only heard the warm and fuzzy excerpts of the Bible on Sundays, so I decided I'd dive in and read the good book for myself and see what it was all about, so I, um, I'm by no means any expert. I wasn't studying to become a preacher or anything like Matt Dillahunty. I do admire and, and follow some of the some of the greats in the skeptic movement. I, I have a lot of respect for Matt Dillahunty. Uh, Christopher Hitchens was a personal favorite of mine. Richard Dawkins, Sam Harris, Lawrence Krauss, and uh, many others. So, hope you'll enjoy this journey with me and let's get started. Genesis 1, the first creation account. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament, and the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. And in the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit, tea, fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven, and give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, 
and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. We're now in Genesis chapter 2, but I'm just going to finish the first creation account here. Genesis 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day, and sanctified it, because that... In it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. Okay, so we just covered a lot there. Um, I'm going to just break it down from the beginning here. Uh, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. We get off to a pretty rough start here, since apparently the earth came before the sun, the moon, any other galaxies, space. And uh, verse 2 here, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Spirit of God moved in the face of the waters. Let there be light. And, and there was light. We have light now. We have no sun, no stars. Uh, we don't know if this is light just radiating out from the earth. And then he decides to divide the light from the darkness. This is pretty much nonsense. Um, we don't have we don't have any source for the light. And, and then God called the light day and darkness night. Um, but we don't have a sun. Um, doesn't mention anything about putting the earth in motion. You know, I don't know if we're to believe that the earth is not moving, or the sun spins around the earth. We don't, this just clearly demonstrates that whoever wrote this book did not know the earth rotates every day, revolves around the sun, and is moving, revolves around the center of the galaxy, and is moving through space at who knows how fast. When I first read the next part, um, talking about a firmament, in the midst of the waters, I didn't actually know what firmament meant. Um, I had to look it up. It's, it's supposed to be a heaven, a dome above the earth, to divide the supposed waters above the earth, which presume, I don't know, maybe they thought the sky was water, um, but it's to, to divide the waters above the earth from the waters below on the earth. So, uh, essentially more nonsense. 
So God said to gather the waters into one place, um, the, which uh, the waters in one place this is, makes it sound like a giant lake, maybe. Um, there, you know, there's all the oceans, which granted are connected, but they're anything but in one place. Um, and then uh, this ignores all the lakes and rivers that are just completely spread acro um, across the whole planet. On the next, in verse 11, God brings grass, seed, fruit, trees. Um, you know, we have all these plants, but we and we have light, but we don't have a sun, so we don't have a source for light. Um, and I don't know if photosynthesis, maybe plants learned that after the sun showed up. I, who knows? what? I, I don't know what they have going on here. Um, and then 13 through 18 here, just after the third day, God made the lights in the firmament to divide day and night. Two great lights, one for day and one for night. Is obviously not anywhere near how the sun and moon work. Uh, you know, obviously the moon's not a light. Never mind the fact that it isn't always um, the moon isn't always in the night sky for everywhere on Earth. Uh, the moon's often visible during the day, and and then you know during a new moon, it's not reflecting any light onto the Earth anyway. Um, and also back in verse four, God said He already divided the light from the darkness. So we're just doing it again, or maybe he's just reassuring you so that you really know that he meant it. Um, oh, and he made the stars also. An afterthought. He almost forgot it, it seems. It took him three days to make the sun, moon, and the earth, but, um, you know, on the evening of the third day, um, he just remembered to make the roughly 100 octillion stars, which is one with 29 zeros, which is as good of an estimate as we're going to get with our current science. So that's the end of the fourth day. Then God says, Let there be the waters, bring forth abundantly moving creature, um, and fowl that fly above. God made great whales. Very specific. Um, he must have liked the whales, I guess. Um, and that takes us through verse 22. So 23 to 31 is going to wrap up chapter 1, and then, and then 1 to 3 on um, in chapter 2. But we're supposed to have dominion over all the animals. And then he explicitly says that the food we're given are seeds, which are fruit and vegetables. Um, I, I don't worry, were all the animals vegan at this time? Um, if we have dominion over animals, but we only have vegetables for food, are all the other animals just for pets or friends? Could we chat with them? Um, and there's also the fact that 99%, 99.9% of animals that have ever existed are already extinct. Um, how, how is this considered good? How could an all-knowing God that knows everything that will ever happen think this is good? The God must know about cancer, diseases, plagues, starvation, death. This God must know of all the creatures that won't survive their first week of life. And even if we were to disregard the animals and worry only about the humans, since apparently we're the only animals um, important in the view of this book, we still have all the parasites, disease, hunger, cancer, torture, Women and children dying in childbirth, war, pain and suffering, death. What of uh, what kind of God calls this good? Only an egocentric, vile, petty, sadistic, and evil good could possibly be happy with this implementation of a universe. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I had fun doing this, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you have any uh, questions, comments, or really I'd love some feedback, um, 
give me an email at atheistreading at gmail.com and leave a good review if you enjoyed it and hope to hear from you and we'll see you next time.